Welcome to the Leadership Update Brief. Today's entrepreneurs and business leaders face change and transition as a constant part of daily life. Inspired by stories of today's military veterans and service members, we embark on a journey to explore their transformations and equip ourselves with new ideas and motivation towards mastering the challenge of working with dynamic and changing environments. Here's the host of the Leadership Update Brief and the guide to your journey, Ed Brixey. Hello and welcome to the Leadership Update Brief on C-Suite Radio. I'm Ed Brixey and thank you for listening to episode 206, Veteran to CEO. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. One of the things that we love to talk about on this show is veterans and entrepreneurship. We've remarked many times that this is an an unusual take for many veterans leaving the service. Traditionally, it's either going directly into the workforce or going back to school. And this third option for vets is something that often gets underplayed and underappreciated in the impact that veterans can have in the entrepreneurial space. We look at this through a lot of lenses and is it a skills translation piece? Is it a resources piece? Is it something that is more esoteric and that just attracts certain veterans who want to continue to find new ways to give back or new ways to continue to serve? Our guest today is John Panichone, director of the Vet to CEO program online. And he's not only a veteran entrepreneur himself, but he's created a great series of web classrooms to help other veterans who are interested in this space take some of those first steps. As any of us know who've ever started a business, finding out, having an idea, bringing that idea successfully to market, and continuing to grow it into a larger organization is something that is never easy. There are a lot of steps to do. There are a lot of things to be mindful of. There's a lot of unknown unknowns that are waiting to trap us. So having a resource like this that we can use in order to see the lay of the land, explore some ideas, and begin to formulate what that initial plan will look like is absolutely invaluable to veterans leaving the service or even later in life if they choose to go this route professionally. So without further ado, I'm happy to introduce John Panachone and you're listening to the Leadership Update Brief on C-Suite Radio. There we go, cool. Welcome back to the Leadership Update Brief. This is Ed Brixie and I have the great pleasure today of being with John Panachone the CEO for Logic Bay Corporation and the director for the Vet to CEO program. John, how are you doing today? I'm doing well, Ed. How are you these days? Doing great, John. Doing great. It's it's an interesting time, isn't it? It certainly is. A constant challenge. About every 10 mm-hmm. years we get one and here we are. No, certainly. Anything standing out for you in the challenge? No, just, you know, the experience has taught me that, you know, there are threats, but there's also opportunity with, with turmoil and change. So it's part of the part of the territory to get through it. No, certainly it goes right back to the pessimist sees the difficulty or the difficulty in every opportunity and the optimist sees the opportunity in every difficulty, right? And there's more of the former than the latter, that's oh, for sure. Oh, absolutely. So it's sometimes tough to keep your head up and keep going, right? 
That's right. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about your background and your journey. Former, former military, Army, 82nd Airborne, came out, and is that starting up Logic Bay from there, or what led to that transition for you? <laughs> Uh, good question. Uh, you know, I left the army on a Friday, literally, and I started a full-time MBA program the following Monday. So uh, huge culture shock uh, over the weekend. Yeah. So um, I did that for two years, which was actually good. I needed to decompress. I almost got thrown out 30 days in, but that's another story. But um I then went into corporate America. You know, I worked for a very big, large, well-known insurance company, MetLife. They were very good to me. Um, I had some success there. And then uh, I got recruited out of there. One of my vendors at the time was a Paul Allen-owned company, co-founder of Microsoft. So this is in the 90s, and they recruited me to go in. That's how I get into technology and um, became like the head of services um, for that group. And then... Uh, all during that time, it was during the dot-com days. Uh, I, I really hated salespeople. You know, I had like 200 people working for me in 10 different locations and I was working like a dog and I would see them pull in with BMWs and stuff and nobody worked for them. You know, they just had to sell stuff and that really frustrated me. So I got a call from a recruiter one day to be head of sales for a small company up in Chicago. And I said, no, let me walk a mile in their shoes. And I took that job a week before 9-11 and uh, not a good time to take a sales job. And uh, uh, long story short, I was brought in that company to help sell the company as well as run sales to mm-hmm. were connected. And a year later, we did sell that company and um, to an offshore company. And if you remember after 9-11, uh, government contracts were not gonna go overseas, still probably aren't to this day. So actually a situation unfolded in front of me that allowed me to start a company with a contract that was not going to be assigned by that acquiring company. So that's kind of how I, how I got in uh, being an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. Cool. What were some of the, what's the biggest takeaway from being an entrepreneur? What's the one lesson that you've learned out of all that? Um, you know, good question. Uh, it is exactly what I expected. You know, it's been very difficult. Whatever can go wrong has gone wrong. But, you know, as you're a veteran too, you know, I've I've never taken the road most traveled. You know, only 1% of us serve, so it starts mm-hmm. right there. And most people don't become entrepreneurs. And, you know, I think veterans are naturally willing to take that risk because they've already taken one. Um, so it's exactly what I expected, full of a series of challenges over the years. And like most other entrepreneurs, uh, I would do it all over again if I had the choice. So, you know, you very rarely hear someone say, nah, I shouldn't have done that. So I'm one of those guys. No, absolutely. And is that what led you to kick off Vet to CEO? Yeah, much like your journey, I'm sure it took me about a decade over time, I get, my feeling got stronger and stronger that, you know, even though I jumped out of planes behind tanks uh, for a living in the Army, had no civilian equivalent, I learned in 10 years of working for those companies that I worked with that I had learned a lot in the military about how to make decisions, lead people, figure stuff out, solve problems. And I attributed it, attributed over those 10 years more of that to my military experience than my formal education. And um, what we wanted to do with Vet the CEO was, and at the time there was nothing, Bunker Labs didn't exist. There was none of this stuff you have today. 
myself and a few others that felt as strongly as I did about it decided, hey, you know what, we need to help our buddies coming out of the service so that they don't take a decade to figure this stuff out, that they can actually start to experiment or dip their toe in the water on entrepreneurship, even while they're in, knowing they're getting out. So that was really what drove us to start Vet the CEO. Nice. And tell us a little bit more about the program is sorry, an entrepreneurial boot camp for veteran. What does that entail? Um, you know, it's seven modules. It's online. We do some uh, programs in a classroom environment, as you know. And mm -hmm. uh, but the core signature program is a seven-week online program. We've delivered it thirty times uh, over the last seven years, and it, we just continuously improve it. There's full. It's full of case studies. Every week, there's a guest speaker. We do a live session that lasts two hours, and it's from seven to nine at night Eastern time. Uh, because people have lives and then we try to catch West Coasters as well. We record each session. So if you, you have to miss it, you can s still participate through the recordings. It's very interactive. Um, you know, we, we interact with chat and video from the facilitators and the guest speakers. There's always lots of videos embedded in the program of instruction. So there's a lot going on over two hours and the time flies. Um, you know, it's totally military humor. It's only military, so sometimes we get this branch uh, stuff going on in the chat box, um, but it's it's enjoyable, you know, and I think participants like to show up and bathe themselves in that culture again, and we certainly have fun. You know, sometimes uh, we drop a few F-bombs or once in a while, but uh, you know how it is. Oh, it's exactly. just trying to recreate that environment. Yeah, mm -hmm. we get a lot of hecklers and stuff yeah. like after the second or third week, so we welcome all that. Yeah, a lot of guys calling out the Air Force or the Navy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it's hard. It's not easy, you know. It's uh, it's no cakewalk. And, you know, we, we constantly uh, raise the bar on it every time we deliver it. No, certainly. So for 30 times over seven years, and we look at the environment nowadays, and we're almost being forced to move into the digital realm. You're an old pro in this space. What is, what's the secret to success? What's, what's the best advice you can give somebody? <laughs> Uh, well, you know, uh, that's a great question. It, it's not only this program. I've been in the online world really since the 90s, and I've seen a lot of what doesn't work. And um, I've been part of a lot of what doesn't work, and it's not fun. And to answer your question, I think the biggest thing I've seen with, when it comes to mistakes with technology, and this goes for any kind of online event or any software, actually, is I've always seen um, things go through a phase with technology. The first phase is we try to replicate a flawed way of doing something with technology. We try to automate it. So if you have a bad process to begin with, it's just going to be a more efficient bad process. Um, so we're seeing that a lot with uh, online events and teaching and online learning. We've seen over the years, you can't like replicate what you do in a classroom in an online environment. It doesn't translate. You have mm. to think of what what's new. It's like podcasts, right? People like listening to conversations. That's why podcasts have succeeded. But, you know, if you were a one-way droning on monotone guy to talk for two hours, you probably wouldn't have a, that, that much of a following. You know, you think about radio and what makes radio attractive. So putting things online really requires you to really think about the experience and, and to do things that you can only do in that environment um, is really the, the challenge that mm -hmm. makes or breaks, you know, a good program. No, certainly. Does that make sense? No, it makes total sense. And so with Vet to CEO, that experience and it's the experience, the camaraderie you were talking about, going back, 
not reliving the glory days, but remembering the time in the service and what all that entailed and being able to sort of relight some of those fires. Would you say that's a lot of the success of the program? Yeah, that's part of it for sure. But I would add to what you said that, you know, there's a unique ability to draw analogies. So when you can draw analogy of like, um, you know, walking down a, a dirt road in Afghanistan to a business problem, you know, you can connect the dots for the veteran that's trying to figure stuff out. So th there's a lot of analogies that can be drawn from military service to mm. business that we try to home, hone in on, you know. Nice. That's awesome. And for some of the businesses coming out of it, what kind of, what kind of things do you see veterans getting into? What sort of ideas do you see them creating or wanting to jump into when they come out of the service as far as entrepreneurial ventures? Uh, you know, it's all over the board. We, we've had uh, Evan Hafer in the program as a guest speaker from Black Rifle Coffee. We've had, um, you know, um, Angela Roger, I forget her third part of her name, forgive me, but she's been on Shark Tank. She's a real, she's a former Air Force major who created a franchise, you know, mm -hmm. um, and she was on Shark Tank. She didn't win any money, but just the exposure made her tremendously successful. She's a real role model for us. So we've had a lot of startups. You know, one thing we've done over the years is we we try to talk about three ways of being an entrepreneur and startups get all the glory, right? And all the sexiness. Um, but buying a franchise and buying an existing business, um, when you go down the sexy scale, um, drops dramatically. But when you talk to an experienced entrepreneur, they'll probably tell you, you know, you get a sense of probably the last thing they would do again. Yeah. Yeah. So, mm -hmm. and I, I have some strong feelings about why that's even, even truer for veterans we can get into, but yeah. we try to balance those three things and say, Hey, look, there's three ways of owning a small business startups one way for sure, but that's where all the appeal is or all the news or so mm -hmm. to speak, or all the shark tank and all that. Right. But there's other two ways. So to answer your question, we've seen veterans go down all three paths. And I think one of the reasons is we've changed their minds when they start out seven weeks later, they're thinking totally differently about what their options are in terms of funding and how to get into um, business in one of those three paths. Nice. And for, like you said, what, what makes veterans good for existing businesses and franchises? What's that connection that you've seen there? You started alluding to that. Um, Let's go down. Yeah, we've really put a lot of thought in this and this is somewhat controversial, but when you, t when a veteran tells another veteran what I'm about to tell you, they go, Oh, you know what? You're absolutely right. So there's three things, and I'm going to test you here. Mm -hmm. There's three things that we experienced in the military. Um, number one is we're never alone, right? So from the day we show up and you get your battle buddy and basic training or whatever, to the you go to your first unit, you go on deployment, you are with people 24-7 when you're downrange, right? You're never alone, right? Maybe a fighter pilot is, but even even a fighter pilot's got AWACS and all this mm -hmm. support around and right up in the air. So in, we are never alone, number one. Um, number two, when we join a unit, whether it's a fire team or a platoon or a battalion, it's already there. Like we don't show up and they say, okay, you're a squad leader now. Go out and get six other guys to join the army, please and raise some money to buy them weapons um, and, you know, figure out how to feed them and all that. So it, it's up to you. We don't experience that. You show up, you're the new E5 or you're the new Lieutenant or whatever. The unit's already there. Um, so that's the second thing. Right. And then the third thing is 
the people that teach us our job have done our job and they've been proven that they can do their job and their job is to help us learn the job now. And we get used to that no matter what rank you are, right? And um, so take those three things about military service and compare them to a startup. A startup has none of that, right? I'm not throwing mm -hmm. startups under the bus, but no. startups is a lonely job. Yes. <laughs> You're creating an organization from nothing, right? And your mentors oftentimes are people that haven't started up their own business. They might be technical experts or functional experts, but they've never raised any money. They've never started anything from scratch, many of them. So as veterans, we're not used to those three things that are critical elements of success, I think, for making the transition. Does that make sense? No, that makes complete and total sense. That's, that is a fantastic, fantastic way of expressing that. And I, I agree with you. It's having that ready-made model, and especially with the military mindset and the discipline and the lifestyle and the experiences that we've had, it's nice to just be able to plug into something sometimes. Yeah. yeah. Now think about taking over an existing business, right? Mm -hmm. On the other end, right? You're, you're walking into a, an organization that's already there, probably not performing as well as it could. Your job is to lead it, right? Mm -hmm. Does that sound familiar? You well, know, you're not alone. Um, and if the, 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 gal or guy that's selling the business to you um, is willing to work with you for a year, he or she's already done it. You know, so those three things fit like a glove when you buy an existing business mm -hmm. um, and or a franchise to some degree in those three areas um, versus, you know, the startup route. Um, anyway, we get a lot of bad press for <laughs> coming over as trashing startups and I've done three, so I'm, I'm definitely not <laughs> Mm -hmm. saying that, but when you look at military service, it really bodes well for other ways of getting into business. No, exactly. And you can have just as good a lifestyle doing that. And you can almost be ahead of the curve coming into those situations versus right. bootstrapping and creating something from scratch. That's right. Mm -hmm. So for, for you, what are you excited about here coming up soon? What's new for the, the program or for your companies? What's something that's down in the pipe that you're looking forward to? In the next 12 months? Um, I, I think, you know, we're making a major shift towards the pink elephant in the room issue, which is funding. Um, there are a lot of opportunities to waste your time if you go down this entrepreneurship trail. Mm -hmm. You know, there's, there's a plethora of programs out there now for entrepreneurs. So it's, it's what makes this country great. And there's a whole bunch of them now for veterans. And I won't name names, right? Um, and they're all good. They're all well intended, but there's a huge, um, I call it a cheerleading wave, right? To, yes, let's, uh, let's be entrepreneurs and veterans are, make great entrepreneurs. And, and of course, you know, I believe that, but that, uh, you know, you go to all these things and, and the pink elephant in the room is I need funding and worse yet, people tell you bootstrap it. Mm -hmm. um, okay. Well, bootstrap it, but eventually even companies that bootstrap, um, get to a certain point, and let's just say they're wildly successful and their business starts to take off, you need working capital, you need growth capital, mm -hmm. you got to pay rent, you got to make payroll. And if you're out of your own cash, where do you go? <laughs> so capital becomes the pink elephant in the room issue that, um, you know, we've got big plans uh, to help out with solving that problem for veteran nice. entrepreneurs. And that, that's an awesome problem to be solving because that is for every entrepreneurial boot camp and incubator and accelerator that you see out there, it's finding that capital is there's some great advice around it, but being able to say, no, here we have some streams to help you get down that road is all the more important. 
Right, right. So, you know, continuously improving the program and, and trying to give uh, a scalable way to get capital is uh, kind of what we're doing. Nice. That's awesome, John. Hey, thanks you so much for coming on the show today. Really appreciate your time. Sure, Ed. Uh, well, good good luck with this, and uh, you do a great job. And I was been privileged to be you know offered an opportunity to be here tonight. All right, perfect. Thanks. Have a great night. <laughs> Thanks. You're listening to the Leadership Update Brief on C-Suite Radio. Thanks again, John. It was great to have you on the show. We really appreciate your ideas and your insights and what you've built through the Vet to CEO program. Two immutable truths coming out of that interview are the first, there are multiple paths into entrepreneurship and business ownership, and that completely reinventing the wheel every time is often a poor substitute for taking a battle plan that's already in place and seeing how you can replicate it, put your spin on it, or otherwise grow it and make it your own. And this is something that veterans remain exceedingly skilled at because it's something that when we have a plan in place, it's very easy for us to take action and ownership just through our past experiences and our past training. So thank you, John, for reminding us that that is a viable alternative and often a very lucrative one for many veteran business owners. For everyone interested in the vet to ceo program, be sure to check out www.vet2ceo.org. That's V-E-T-T-O-C-E-O.org. Thank you all for listening. I welcome your comments. You can find me, as always, on social media, both Twitter and Facebook at BlueCordMGMT or on LinkedIn. Be sure to search for BlueCord Management. You can learn more about us at www.bluecordmgmt.com. And be sure to subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Google Play, your, or your other favorite podcast service. And as always, we're available on C-Suite Radio at c-suitenetwork.com. Thanks again. I look forward to continuing our leadership journey soon. Have a fantastic day. You've been listening to C-Suite Radio. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. As a loyal fan of the C-Suite Radio show, I've got an incredible offer for you. Listeners to this podcast get 50% off a C-Suite Network membership. The C-Suite Network will help you become the most strategic person in the room. You'll have access to top-notch benefits and networking all helping you get the most out of your position. Take advantage of this limited offer today. Learn more about the C-Suite Network membership at c-suitenetwork.com slash CSR. Again, that's 50% off a C-Suite Network membership at c-suitenetwork.com slash CSR. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.